Hi, this is Mark Wade, writer of Daredevil, and you're listening to Longbox Heroes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 470 of Longbox Heroes, the Lamborghini of comic book podcasts. How are we doing today, Joe? I'm doing good. Ready to start uh, talking about some po- uh, comic books, all sorts of things. And uh, I don't know if you follow us on the old Twitter machine. You saw that After Dark went out way, way early for the Patreons, like way, way early, even before we started recording this. Uh, very rarely, and Todd will agree with this, do we feel as though we we, we did something of worth mm-hmm. uh, on the podcast. You know, we like having fun and we like, and sometimes discussions go a certain way and we have some fun and of course listen you'll get this on friday just like you normally do but uh, i i felt as though the discussion that we had about the amazing jonathan documentaries was good enough to throw out there as quickly as possible so mm-hmm. uh if you were thinking about signing on to the patreon it's the beginning of the month you know you're gonna get the full you know uh the, the full four weeks for your five bucks of those early shows and then you know you have plenty of time to Dump it if you thought you didn't get your money's worth. Exactly. The way I would describe our work on that podcast, Joe, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Right. You got to tuck those neck flaps in. (laughs) Uh, Would you like to know what's on this week's show, the comic book show? I do. I I practically demand it, Todd. Oh, good. Uh, 2000 AD is uh, protecting their IP. Also, a comic that we're going to be talking about, they've moved the final order cutoff so retailers can, you know, decide on that. And uh-huh. also, also, the return of the greatest superhero duo in the history of comics, or maybe the 10th greatest. I'm not sure. We'll get to the numbers on that. <laughs> <laughs> also, con news, uh, free digital books and sales. What we read last week, which was Harleen number one and Criminal number eight, and also what we're looking forward to this week. And I don't believe we have any uh, TV talk. So I think, you know, that's the whole show, Joe. Right. Uh, Flash comes back next week, right? Yes, because it'll be after the con. uh, That's when it starts. I'm not sure how all the other stuff works out, but uh, Flash is definitely like the eighth or ninth or something like that. Yeah, and I, I I had my best intentions to watch uh, Stumptown, but time just got away from me this weekend. Oh, Joe, 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 Joe. I put in so much time for this podcast, you can't find a little Stumptown time? <sighs> Sadly, I cannot. So, okay. uh, let's start off in the news with that uh, eighty. Uh, 2000 or the 2000 AD publisher thing that you mentioned. Right. So it looks as though, and again, I'm not really sure who this uh, person, or he's a a comic book creator, uh, Chris Sabella, uh, decided to print up, uh, I would assume through uh, those 3D printer things that you can get, uh, a bunch of mock-ups of Judge Dredd badges. But instead of saying Dredd on them, they say a variety of things, uh, everything from uh, evil to scrim to SARS to queer and all sorts of different things in and between. Right. This then led to 2000 AD 
asking him to not sell their copyrighted material, uh, then proceeding to say that they t- routinely go through Redbubble and other sites, uh, taking down and sending out cease and desist things of such. Then it gets into a whole parody thing. And, uh, you know, maybe a lot of people pointed out to 2000 AD about a lot of the parody stuff that they kind of built their name on in the late 70s and early early 80s. Right. And I guess as it turned out, uh, they did end up sorting things out. Uh, Chris Sabella is not going to be selling the uh the badges but a uh, very interesting turn of events happening uh life moves at you really fast there in the world of uh comic books eh yes it does and i think like as they were saying they they police redbubble and all that other stuff this was also a tweet that was put out by this person so like he's like put, putting the spotlight on it and i see a lot of people talking about like oh well what's next you know fan art this and that and i'm like listen these companies have the rights to shut a lot of this stuff down because yes, it, there is, there is a difference between parody and when you're mass producing a product based on something that we have, like if you do it once, I'm okay with parody. And they talked about like, Oh, well you did it with this burger wars comic where you mentioned burger King and McDonald's and you got sued and you, you know what happened? Those reprints don't say that anymore. So all the making fun of 2000 AD, it's like, yeah, well, yeah, we did it and we got, we, you know, we got slapped. So I just look at it as, as that. And then this person drew attention to it. And I've been to many cons and I've talked to like creators and stuff. I remember there was a certain creator who's doing a lanyard, you know, uh, I'm not trying to be funny. You know what a lanyard is, right, Joe? I do. It's like the little fancy thing that you wear around your neck. Right. So you hold your badges to go to the con and everything. Well, a lot of these people create their own lanyards. Like I'm going to do my artwork and I'm going to print up some, make up some lanyards and sell them at the show. Well, my one friend got a lanyard and it was beautiful. And and then my other friend was like, where did you get that lanyard? I got it over there at this artist booth's table. And, uh, the, 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 they went over and they're like, he's not selling anymore. He's like, why? Because, uh, Disney came over or Marvel at the time, whoever it was that owned it and said, no more, you don't get to sell these today. And through the, through the grapevine, I had heard that like, yeah, there's some people, they go around and they, they swat somebody every now and then, but they're like, we're trying to keep everything peaceful because you guys, you know, are the talent who make the money go, but we have to make a stand every now and then, or else people are going to run rough shot. Yeah. And this is to me, one of these stands, if you know what I mean. And, And you have to pick your battles carefully. If you were the owner of said IP and you also have to pick your battles carefully when you are the person attempting to create something based on said IP and then get under the rules of parody, right? Right. And again, I don't begrudge either side in this, but you bring up the interesting topic, of course. You know, what's stopping? And again, I'm just going to throw out a random creator only because this is in the news uh, right now. They just released the Birds of Prey trailer, the, the new Harley Quinn movie. Let's not kid ourselves, right? Right. And I didn't get a chance to watch it because it's just been a busy day. Um, and obviously Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, who are, you know, creators that we both are big fans of regarding this. And they do a lot of Harley Quinn merchandise. 
you know, a lot of prints. They did, you know, we talked about a convention that they did a week or two ago where they were selling an exclusive Harley Quinn print. And that's what it ended up being. They didn't advertise it saying it's an exclusive Harley Quinn print, but that's what it ended up being. You know, and they have they have the luxury of, you know, working on a lot of the more recent Harley Quinn stuff that's in very heavy print rotation at DC because Harley Quinn is a very popular character right now. And they also have the um, luxury of still working for DC and being in DC's good graces. It would not be above DC or Marvel or Image or 2000 AD or any company to decide that Joe Schmo creator, who's never worked on our book, doesn't work on our book currently, but he's on Twitter or he's on T Public, and it's a design of his own that he drew, but it's of a character we own. Is it worth us to go after that person? And life is a series of yes and no questions. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen a lot of news stories that we don't cover here of DC being a little bit more active in going after people using the Batman and Superman iconography that turn out to be charities or charitable organizations. Mm -hmm. Whereas Marvel, you know, they don't get too upset about police officers co-opting the Punisher logo to put on their cars. Well, that's a little different. It is a little different. Because you're not making money off the thing. I remember when we had a uh, preschool around here who had Disney characters on the walls yep. and they got painted over because somebody showed up with a cease and desist letter. It's not because you have the Disney characters on your wall. It's because you are making money babysitting these kids with these pictures are on the wall. I, I could tell you story. You know what I mean? Like but in that vein. So when we're a daycare and we're running this, this uh, this school and we're entertaining these kids and it's movie time, it's nap time, we put in a Disney movie. How's that any different than having Disney characters on the wall? You bought the Disney, you bought the Disney DVD and they Touché. made their bones off it. Touche. Did, did you buy those decals and put them on the wall? Maybe that's different. If you paid somebody to put them up and paint them up there, that's completely different. Like, like I said, I had a discussion completely different about like legal stuff the other day. And I'm like, I don't pretend to be a lawyer. I never played one on TV. So I, I don't know. And it all, and just side note, it became about, um, you know how, when it's a legacy character, whether or not somebody gets the, the, the rights, like they get, they get, uh, what do you call it when you, when they use them in a movie or whatever, it's, uh, you know, like, do, do you get it for killer frost? If it's the third killer frost? No. But what if it's nightwing? Because that's really a different character because it's still Dick Grayson, but you've created nightwing. I'm like, I don't know. Now we're getting into way above my pay grade and it's the same with these, but if it's Disney or Warner Brothers, you're going to lose. <laughs> so if right. they come in for you, even doesn't matter. I just thought it was a very interesting story that came up. I do, too. Another interesting story, of course, is DC uh, allowing some additional time for the next issue of Harleen. Uh, is Harleen officially a black label imprint book? Yes, it is. It says it right on the cover, down left-hand corner, uh, DC Black Label. Right, so it came out this past week. It's a three-issue mini-series, and I say mini-series. It's giant. It's like eight bucks an issue, and it's a big read, and we'll talk about it a little bit uh, later. Also oversized, so it's, also, it's right. literally a big read. Yes, and uh, DC believes that after seeing the first issue, retailers might want to increase 
uh, issue two orders, so they've decided to delay the book a week to give retailers more time to order. Right. At least, I don't know if they, did they delay the book? Because I, I forget reading the thing. Or did they just delay final order cutoffs? No, they delayed the book. It was supposed to come out the 23rd of October, now it's coming out the 30th. Okay. Which, I mean, makes sense. Maybe this book is getting a little bit of traction, you know what I mean? Mm. So, with uh, the... With whether it well whether it's late or not or it's the uh, Birds of Prey as we all know it's the Harley Quinn movie trailer coming out uh, maybe that that does have something to do with it not that Black Label has any history of books being late. Let's see when the demand for issue two coming out is so much that they give the retailers an extra two weeks mm-hmm. for their reorders. That's the reason I wanted to mention this news story here. This seems as though a semi-plausible excuse as to why the book is a week late. Right. Or do you think it's a cover for right now? I think it's a cover. You do? Man, misdirection. Oof. Uh-huh. Okay. And this was even before we discussed all that. This was As soon as I saw this story pop up in my feed, and I'm like, yeah, they're full of malarkey. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think maybe it could be true. We'll see, like I said, if it gets pushed back even further. Okay. Lastly, and again, it's a light news week. I'm surprised more didn't come out, but I guess everyone is actually saving things for New York. So that's a positive. Uh, That we talked about it last week. There was the tease. Valiant has a whole bunch of stuff coming out in 2020. They made the official announcement that in January of 2020, Quantum and Woody are back. This time written by Christopher Hastings. He of Dr. McNinja and more recently Gwenpool fame over at Marvel with Ryan Brown and Ruth Redman on art. Mm-hmm. Um, does not say if it's going to be a miniseries, a maxi series, or whatever it is. It just says it's back. Right. Makes and me... I think, um, yeah, in, in the little press release, the whatever, whatever came out, uh, Hastings said, quote, we gonna goof you all, and you all gonna feel like you got supreme goof value. Just all y'all's weight. And that sounds like how I send my texts. That does sound how you send your texts. Um, that sounds like a lot of, like, pudding, word pudding. That's like hasty puddings right there. Um, <laughs> but uh, I look at it as I'm interested to see what it's gonna be. I I don't think either of us would not try Quantum and Woody when it came out. It would have to be exceptionally bad for me to not want to get it after the first issue. But I'm interested in, you know, they just mentioned 2020. There's no set date. Makes me wonder if there's... No, no, I don't mean to interrupt. It's it's, uh, January 29th. Oh, I'm sorry. My apology. Okay. Um, Makes me wonder if they're setting up the groundwork for maybe that TV show finally being made. Like, you know... Possibly. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Hey, maybe this is a nice announcement to have before New York, where at when at New York you announce the official information about the TV show. That's right, where they announced that uh, I'm playing Woody. That's why I'm going. I, I'm gonna, you know, give you the exclusive here. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing the goat. Oh, you are the greatest of all time. <laughs> no, that's Daniel Bryan. I don't know who that is. He's a professional wrestler. He's the yes guy. Come on. Oh, he he sang in Yes? No. No. The okay. famed prog rock group. <laughs> now, like I said, there, there wasn't a ton of news. It looks like everyone's kind of saving everything for New York. Uh, speaking of which, conventions this weekend. Uh, yes, Todd, there's a convention in Liam, 
Leamington Spa, United Kingdom, where Jamie Delano and Mike Carey are going to be there. Yes. Oh, sorry. Two big Hellblazer riders. That's right. Yes, Todd, there's uh, Alabama Fanticon, where good old JR is going to be there. Herm, Sassafras, Blue Chew, Sauset is going to be there. And yes, (laughs) what was that? Sauset. You heard me. I did. Uh, Yes, there's going to be a convention in London, Ontario, Canada, where Tom Grummet, Tim Curry, uh, Kenny Omega, and Rio, strangely, those two together, are going to be at that convention. But the biggie this weekend, Todd, is New York Comic Con. Yes, it is. And I hear rumors that this show might have Converse on the ground at that show. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) With stickers and pins and an award-winning Johnny Cash bag, be on the lookout. That's right. So if you see Todd, and you can kind of get a facsimile of Todd from her fancy logo. He looks just like that, just not a cartoon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So if you see Todd, go up to him, tell him you enjoy the show, uh, ask him where I am. Uh, I am going to give Todd some missions to go on, not to get me any sort of exclusives or anything else like that, but just because I know there are some people that are going to be at the shows on certain days, and I just want Todd to go harass them and make everyone feel uncomfortable. That's my job, is to put people that I know together that don't know each other and make them all uncomfortable. As long as it's not trying to find you useless things for that little Marvel Puzzle Quest game you play... Because I feel like every year there's something they save there for Marvel Puzzle Quest. You send me to a booth, I give you a picture of a thing, and it's never mentioned again because it's been a terrible failure. Well, I I will. you bring it up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will ask you to just walk by the booth. They claim that they're supposed to be having like a raffle or something. Right. But sometimes they may have like a little card that will give you something in the game. Right. If they do, great. If they don't. I'll live. See, my problem, and this has happened before, and I so I, I'm straight up tell you, is whenever I've done that with raffles, they're kind of like, hey, like, come on over, show us that you've downloaded the game on your phone. And I'm like, right. oh, no, no. Like, the last time I did that for Joe, it made my, my leg hot because <laughs> it was in my pocket, like, burning away. I'm the, like, the last convention that they were at, they did a deal where it was just like a card that had a code Mm -hmm. and you went to the website, you put the code in and it gave you something in the game. Right. Which I always thought was like a character. And then you were like, Oh, I already have this character. And I don't know. No, no, no. Cause what happened was they used the same one, uh, multiple times. Like it would be, here's this card and it's a thousand time use. Right. Where And then they just use that for, like, the next three conventions. So it's like, I couldn't do it again, because I already did it the one time. I got you. So the, it's, like, it's the cards left over from San Diego, let's say. Right. But this time, the, the whatever the most recent one they, they were at is, it's a one and done. Like, um... Individual codes, maybe? Yes. Okay. Like, in, in the past, it was just, like, go to, like, M, like, let's just say it was MPQ Hint, and you go to that site, and automatically it gives you that thing. Okay. Now it's you go to MPQ Hint and you have to type in this code and it's an individual code for each individual character that they give you. Okay, that seems a little easier. Right. If they have those, great. If they don't have those, I don't care. And all joking aside, I'm 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 picking on you, but like I don't mind. I'll I'll run over and look. But like that, like those kind of hoops that you have to jump through and show your account. I'm like, nope. Like that's that's especially when we're on the floor and you have to. 
you have to like download an 85 gig game into your phone, you know? Oh yeah. I wouldn't ask you to do that. No, I know you wouldn't. I'm just, I'm just saying I'd rather get you one of those, uh, one of those like really limited Funkos. I'll wait in line for you for that. Well, uh, someone was uh, out there soliciting (laughs) for those sort of things, but uh, he's got his own problems. (laughs) I hear 99 of them. Uh, that's somebody else altogether. Right. So uh, we do have a little bit of follow-up uh, from New York. Uh, we had discussed last week some information in regards to the wristbands. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Citibank, they have some sort of thing. We have a preloaded wristband and all this other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So Todd did a little bit more digging into this. And we did get some information from an art rep who asked to remain anonymous. Deep pen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Essentially saying that a generic uh, email was sent out to all the, you know, artists in Artist Alley, inviting them to be part of this, kind of pushing how easy it would be and promote higher sales uh, and so forth. Um, When the art rep pushed back to get more information, uh, there was little information provided back. Um, quote, I found myself chasing them for details, having to follow up due to them not sending emails when they said they would. Uh, this person felt that the setup seemed very disorganized. Uh, they are pushing a 2% fee, uh, when using the wristbands, which is half of what they typically do. Um, you know, they have things set up already with PayPal, as most people do, which is less than a 2% fee. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously this art rep stated the reasons they chose not to go with this is because there was extra steps involved. It was making it more difficult uh, for buyers to set it up, having to prepay, set the funds, you know, which may or may not be enough for what they want. Then they got to go add more funds to it and come back. And then like you're, you're essentially chasing people away from your table if they don't have enough prepaid funds into their whatever. Right. Right. Um, Then stating with having no idea of how many people are going to buy into this, Um, the chaos involved or potential chaos isn't worth moving away from PayPal, which everyone knows everyone has and has no limits. And obviously as Todd and I mentioned last week, cash is king. You know, you have cash, you have credit cards, you have that little square gimmick for your phone. Uh, These are more simple and tried and true ways that they have done things. Exactly. And I, and imagine, Imagine if, you know, this person saying they're having trouble getting information before all this has gone yep. on. Imagine a mistake, man. You know, yes. a mistake happening. Like, anything. I could be anything. Like, uh, trying to get in contact with somebody. Like, if you're not giving me good customer service to get me signed up to make you money, then what are you going to do when when it, if something blows up in my face? Like, how, how hard are you going to work to fix that if you're not working hard to get me to give you money? So I, I don't know. I just, I'm taking my, I'm taking my debit card. I have a PayPal account and I, you know, I'm going to have a, a sweaty fistful of twenties and I'm good to go at New York comic con. Right. And this uh, art rep, it kind of elaborated a little bit more on what you were saying is if the pre con attempting to reach these people to get clarification has shown the way that it is. Imagine trying to get someone on show day to resolve an issue. Mm-hmm. So it seems as though it's a good try, but uh, it's certainly, uh, you know, this is just one art rep. This person may be the outlier. All the other art reps may have decided 
you know, if you're going to New York Comic Con and you've decided to go with the the, the wristbands, or if you're like Todd, you're going to have a, a sweaty fistful of cash, then by all means, right. you know what to do. The only thing that I'm interested in is now we've heard from, you know, art reps and stuff like that, which, you know, involve artists and stuff like that. I'm wondering if, you know, they gave the art, like people, an artist and artist alley a choice but they may be strong-armed exhibitors who have to pay to make money there. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to upset the talent. But, uh-huh. hey, if you want to make money here, you're a business, you're going to do this, this, the, the, the wristband. So that's the only other question that I have. But I'll, right. I'll, I'll maybe ask a few questions there. Who knows? Depending on how, you know, detective-y I'm feeling. Yes. So uh, the links to those will be in the show notes, of course, uh, as will links to the soon-to-be-named network at soon-to-be-named-network.com, soon-to-be-named-network.tumblr.com, where all the shows in our network of like-minded individuals are going to have all their shows pop up there or whenever they appear on other shows. Um, I don't know. if I do have something coming up at the end of this month, possibly. I hope they <laughs> remember. But we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it in a couple weeks. Um, of course, this show, Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, Profane Arguments, Puzzle Warriors 3, which I'm actually going to be a guest on next week. Wow. Uh, moving moving uh, at odds with wrestling has freed my schedule to be able to appear on that show again. You're a regular Antonio Brown. You're free. I don't know who that is. Don't worry about it. Okay. And of course, if you want wrestling content, this is the place to come and get it. As I mentioned, At Odds with Wrestling is moving to its new date and time, which is, I don't know, sometime before midnight, Thursday into Friday. <laughs> um, just whenever, it, like, it's going to be one of those things, like, whenever I'm done, whenever it's edited, it's just going out. Right, so you're just going to slop it over the side. And here, yeah, here you yeah. go. Like a, like a zookeeper feeding, <laughs> feeding the animals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, Wednesday Night War, uh, hosted by our buddy DJ and his good buddy Brett, where they are going to be on the front lines comparing uh, the minutia between Wednesday Night Dynamite, the show by All Elite Wrestling, and NXT, the WWE third yellow and black brand, and of course, Final Wrestling Place. Every Sunday that comes out, uh, you know, Sunday into Monday, you know, midnight, whatever. And uh, while they do talk about different wrestling things and events and what have yous, they also like to needle Adam as much as they do. I have to talk to Tim. Uh, they spent a big chunk of time on their show uh, going through all the clips in their soundboard. And I want a soundboard. Yeah, that would be dangerous on the show. It would be dangerous. I wouldn't do as many as they did. I'd maybe have like a couple like, you know, like uh, like the want, want, like when you get the donkey and uh, let's make a deal sound. Mm-hmm. See, know, we'd I start almost, small. We'd start small. I almost used the soundboard for the opening of this show, so I could properly say the the name of a car, but uh-huh. I, I chose not to. Right. So, uh, like I said, any time those shows go up, or anytime anybody from those shows appear on any other shows, as long as they remind me, it's tough to keep track of what everyone's up to. It does go up on the site, of course. And uh, even though they no longer are active, Podvocacy, Wrestling at the Edge of Forever, uh, Everlasting Minute, Jason and David, we miss you. David does a lot of work for us behind the scenes. Uh, You know, he does the little bumper for Soon to Be Named Network. He's working on some other stuff. I know he's helped us with some of the designs and shirts. Uh, David is an invaluable uh, member of the family here, whether he's putting up podcasts or not. 
So you're like M from James Bond. You run everything. I'm like 007 doing the heavy lifting. And he's like Q giving us all the gadgets. All right. That's the way I look at this. This is MI this is MI6 right here. That's a, that's a thing I I I I I can uh relate to, I guess. I don't know. I I understand that reference. Mhm. So also in the show notes here of course is uh the digital sales and freebies. It's the same freebies as last week. Uh those have not changed. I don't know what happened with that glitch with that She-Hulk book, but that's still that's still been in the back of my head since <laughs> last week. <laughs> oh, it's living there rent-free, I bet. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, but as we lead into New York Comic Con, of course, there are a ton of sales going on. A couple of them left over from the last couple of weeks. The uh, Oni Press Stumptown sale is still going on. Caliber's line-wide sale, that's still going on. Marvel is having a sale on giant size X-Men collections. That's going on. Valiant is having a sale on Bloodshot stuff. Dark Horse is having a line-wide sale. Image is having a line-wide sale. And then DC has a bunch of sales going on. Uh, they have a DC Volume 1 sale, and this is the first trade of pretty much anything and everything that you can think of. And yes, Todd, of course, Dark Knight <laughs> Returns and Batman Year One is in the sale. Why wouldn't it be? It's, you know, it's a Volume 1 of something. That's right. I didn't even get a chance to ask. I love that. Right. And they're also having another sale that's going on for the end until the end of the month. And that is a Joker sale in honor of the Joker movie that's coming out. Now, mm-hmm. sadly, only Dark Knight Returns is in this sale because the Joker does not appear in Batman Year One until they do the new Batman Year One redo and they somehow shoehorn the Joker in there. Just like Boba Fett and Star Wars A New Hope? Mm-hmm. That was yes. great, yes. <laughs> Joker's going to be riding a do-back <laughs> through the streets of Gotham while Batman and Catwoman are deciding if they met on the streets or on a boat. That's right. Did we meet on the Millennium Falcon, or did we meet in the streets? That's right. Oh, but there's a lot of good stuff in the Joker sale. Uh, I know I mention it every time that it comes up, but you can get such things as the uh, Superman Emperor Joker collection, which is an unsung Batman-Superman crossover from the early 2000s, as well as all of, or well, not all of Gotham Central, but a good chunk of Gotham Central is included in there because there was that one big storyline that involved the Joker. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that stuff is also available in single issues, so you can check that stuff out as well. Uh, there's also a DC on TV sale. I guess this is in honor of Watchmen coming up on HBO. Maybe I the end so. of Preacher, thank goodness. Um, Maybe a Flash coming back, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and you know, as I look at the stuff here, when does Batwoman come on TV? I'm not 100% sure. I mean, after she got hurt filming and she's allergic to her cows, so she's got problems. <laughs> Did you see that? I don't mean to laugh. I knew she got hurt when filming. I didn't know that she was allergic to her cowl. Whatever the cowl is made of, apparently, <laughs> she was allergic Poison. to. Yes, it's made, it's, it's made of acid. Here's your acid cowl, ma'am. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it allegedly starts this week. Oh, my goodness. It starts on the 6th, which would be Sunday. I'm not going to get to see that. Uh-huh. Well, we'll figure it out. I'll have to. I'll have to. Uh, well, I could DVR it. And then, not that you care, also this Sunday, I think, Walking Dead returns. Because they are on the badges every year at New York Comic Con. And I love it because it makes so many people unhappy. Oh, my goodness. Even though I got a busy weekend uh, with wrestling stuff, I'm definitely going to try to 
watch Batwoman. I'm excited for Batwoman. Mm-hmm. As long as she tucks her cowl in, we're good to go. Now, I also want to mention in that TV sale, um, you know, whether you get Watchmen, whether you get Preacher, whether you get Alan Moore Swamp Thing, whether you get uh, Batwoman, there's a lot of good stuff in that sale, too. Mm-hmm. And last but not least in the sales, like I said, it's New York Comic Con, so there's a ton and ton of ton of sales going on. Uh, they're having a sale on Al Ewing Marvel stuff. Which is a bunch of assorted New Avengers, Contest of Champions miniseries, but most importantly, Immortal Hulk. And you can get whatever is currently collected for Immortal Hulk, which I think is the first three trades, which is, I'm not sure how they collect things these days, which is the first 15 issues of Immortal Hulk. Plus that Avengers book that he had the little cameo in for $6. Wow. I'm actually think a trade of Immortal Hulk comes out this week. Right. So. So, uh, yeah. You know, uh, a lot of sales going on. They'll all be in the uh, show notes. Cool beans. So uh, let's uh, get into what we read from this past week. Where would you like to begin, sir? I would like to start with Harleen, number one, by... Are you going to give it a try on his name, or should I go for it? Uh, what is it? Hang on, let me... It's... it's, it's, it's I know it's, a, it's spelled with, like, a J, but it's Steven. Right, it's Stefan Sedgik. Mm-hmm. So you think that's it? Uh, but both... Yeah, both... yeah, yeah, Stefan Sedgik sounds good. Right, he's both writer and artist on this Black Label book about Harleen. And basically it starts out, uh, uh, Harley Quinzel is years before she was become Harley Quinn. This is her pushing her uh, studies and what she wants to do that will end up at getting her to Arkham Asylum. Um, it doesn't go over well early on. So she goes out and she ends up having a run-in with the Joker and ends up seeing the Batman, you know, him, the two of them fighting that really sticks with her. As we read through this, we find out that it's affected her. And she has like almost like a PS uh, postpartum thing um, from it. And it's really stuck with her. It gives her nightmares and everything. Uh, We find out that while this is going on in her past, she's had made some bad choices with men that have, that have haunted her, which obviously, you know, show us about the, the Joker, um, and then years later, when she gets to Arkham, she's like, I'm not going anywhere near the Joker. So she starts interviewing all these other, you know, the rogues of, of Batman. And through a series of events, she ends up, you know, getting to the joke. Well, making friends there too along the way from people in the system and meeting the Joker. And overall, I love this book. I think it's a great, you know, companion to Mad Love. It doesn't change anything, but it adds a lot. And I and there's not too many ri- artists who become writers who I think have the chops. All joking aside, we were talking about uh, Batman Year One, Frank Miller early on. Whatever you think of his later work, he did some great stuff writing, you know, and he was an artist first. But not too many artists that become writers that 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 i can think of that are really good i think this guy's got the chops and there was a few moments in here that i absolutely loved visually and like you know the written word there's one where she's entering uh arkham asylum and there's a shadow and she and she explains about walking into the light you can't necessarily see you know your shadow behind it and the way that's drawn and then there's another moment where a joker realizes that he may know harley from 
the fight from years ago and what he does to make her more recognizable I, I was I thought was a good like Joker moment and we get to the end of them like maybe sort of kind of bonding and I'm like this is this is beautiful and written well and I absolutely love this book I chose well when it came to choosing this as my book of the week I thought this was just okay I knew that was going to happen uh Looks beautiful. I'll give you that. Uh, great art. Uh, the prestige format really helps the art on this pop. Mm-hmm. But I, I know what you're saying. This is a good companion to Mad Love. But this feels as though a story that we've heard, you know, almost as many times as we've had, like, Superman. We've probably had Harley Quinn's origin since her creation as a character in 1992, as we have had Superman's origin told to us since his debut in 1939. See, I, I, I'm not going to say it's not, mm-hmm. but I tend to disagree with that because I've only really ever seen Mad Love as the origin. Now you count the cartoon and you count the movie because obviously that's any movie's going to have origin. But I've never really read a ton of Harley Quinn where I got the origin. Somewhere. I don't, you know what I mean? There was a Batman secret fight, or there was a secret fight, or secret origins that they were doing recently, where, like, they did a Harley Quinn origin there. Right. They, like, they didn't do, like, a full origin, where it's like, here's, like, a a one-shot, or a three-issue, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I feel as though her origin has been told to us more times than we know. But the thing is, this is the first time that it's getting, like, this full treatment. And it just feels like we really need to fill this out to fill three prestige-sized books and add a lot more stuff for... And listen, I like Harley Quinn. I enjoy Harley Quinn comic books. But, like, we need a lot to fill out this three-issue prestige format thing that's essentially for a one-note character. See, like, and I disagree because it's like, how many issues was Birthright? Did we need all that, too? You know what I mean? When it comes to Superman... No, I, I, no, we I, didn't. I, but you know, uh, they did steal a lot from the Superman movies from that. You know, so I guess for better or for worse, right? So I don't know. I just think, and like but, I said, okay, okay, but so I'm just saying, this. I, I think, um, go ahead about Birthright. They did some new stuff with it. They took things that were mentioned in passing from previous Superman origins and expanded on them. When he goes off, you know, and he leaves Smallville before he shows up in Metropolis, we get a little bit more of that. We get the uh, more fleshed out of the angle of Luther taking the Kryptonian ideology to try to turn the people against Superman from the onset, right? Mm -hmm. So that's stuff that was either hinted at or very briefly mentioned in previous origins of Superman. And Mark Wade kind of fleshed those things out. And are things being fleshed out that we got a little bit information about in the, you know, paper thin origin of Harley Quinn to begin with? Yes. Mm -hmm. But it just felt as though... It was nothing new, and it felt like we were trying to cram in as much as we can. So not only does she, you know, uh, get, she's trying to figure out what to do with her life, and now we've got Lucius Fox tied in with it, and now we got Bruce Wayne tied in with it, and then Harvey Dent, who's not Two-Face yet, comes to her and says, like, abandon the project, don't do what they're telling you to do. And now, like, they're tying more into Harley Quinn's origin than was originally there. The original, like, brass tacks fishbone of her origin was 
She was a doctor at Arkham Asylum who fell for the Joker. She thought the Joker loved her. The Joker turned her into Harley Quinn. And now she's a crazy person like the Joker. See, and I and, and this is one of those things that I know I'm not going to go much further on because this is one of those things that we end up going around and around and around on. And I don't want to do that. I, I know, but you look at Birthright, it's like, it's a story or, 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 or it's about a rocket that comes to Earth. They find a kid. They, you know, like this is more like adding to the thing. It's her, you know, to having someone trying to get in her way to do the thing that she's going to ruin her life doing with, with Harvey Dent. And, you know, ba- Bruce Wayne is the one who pretty much put her in the spot trying to help the crazy people at Arkham because that's what he does. He's trying to stop crime every way he can. And this has only been one issue of us getting to the point where she meets the Joker. Like there's still two more and there's stuff that I, that I loved about this. I I don't know. I just think there's more here uh, than you're really letting like that. It's your opinion, but I think there's more here than just, Oh, there's, they're tying things in. I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say, but I just look at it different and that's where I'll leave it at. Yeah, and you know, obviously we've we've gotten to a point where we don't really need to tell the Superman origin all the time. They even jokingly around like tell Spider-Man's origin in six panels. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, Spider-Man's origin originally was twelve pages in a three story anthology book that's been fleshed out to be as much as a six issue, you know, run of Ultimate Spider-Man to a twelve issue thing that happened right around that same time mm-hmm. that uh was it chuck dixon who wrote it john byrne john byrne already did spider-man year one it was the 12 issue thing that happened like right around the same time ultimate spider-man was happening yes yeah that came out first but i just i do like you know that they told harley quinn's origin in secret origin a book which is just for doing one shot origins for I don't know, the 18 issues that they did was your, well, here they told their origin a bunch of times. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just laugh at that one. But anyway. Yeah, you know, it was all right. It was fine. Uh, It looked really good. If this was not done by this artist, you know, I don't think people would care. I agree on that. Yeah. And listen, I get why they're doing it. You know, we got to get more Harley Quinn product available to be out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's all. And, and this will be a nice collection to have on the shelves when the Harley Quinn movie comes out. Like I said, I know it's Birds of Prey, but that's, you know, it's the Harley Quinn movie, right? Right. And then we also have a Joker Harley Black Label book coming, too. So they'll have right. plenty of product. All right. Uh, so Link. the other book that we both read from this past week was Criminal Number 8. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, written by Ed Brubaker, art by Sean Phillips. Those are nice, easy names to say. <laughs> uh, this is more of a story, not so much about Teague, but more about the girl. And I forget her name right now. It's on the Jane. Screen. Was that? Jane. Jane. Uh, kind of her life, a little bit of her backstory. And her investigating, like trying to figure out what's wrong. They're setting up for that one big score so they can kind of keep themselves flush with money and kind of keep this train moving on. You know, every criminal in these stories, any sort of noir things, is that one last big score, you know? Mm-hmm. And But there's something wrong. There's a piece missing. 
and she's trying to figure out what it is and she figures out what that piece is and it's the kid it's teague's kid yep and then she starts using kind of her investigation stuff that she uses like that investigative mind that she has for staying one step ahead of the police to try to figure out what he's up to and she starts to find some things that kind of lead her down a path that goes one way and we get one little tiny thing that obviously is going to come back and be the catalyst for what we know is going to happen in the crux of this story right mm-hmm. i'm trying to be as cryptic as possible and i love criminal criminal's probably one of my favorite books uh mm-hmm. you know it's it's saga level for me I agree, and I'm with you, and I'm staying cryptic as possible. It's like when Jane trips up and makes that one fatal flaw, like, and you see it immediately. You're like, oh, my God, like, nope, you just, you you done messed up. Right, and I get why, after reading as much Ed Brubaker as I have, I feel there was a reason he had the things play out where Jane is talking to the bartender, she sees the kid, and she leaves right Mm -hmm. and when she does that jane kind of has like we see a little we 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 get a little bit of jane's inner monologue right right and i think the scene would have when it when it pays off when this pays off if we didn't have that little tiny bit of inner monologue Mm -hmm. i think this scene when it like when everything pays plays out it's going to have that more of an emotional punch uh you know jane leaves the bar and says as she rushes out part of her mind is thinking what was Rhonda just saying but the rest of it is focused on the kid on ricky okay mm-hmm. the fact that she kind of shines a light on it maybe this is misdirection maybe the fact that she's aware that she might have said something is going to put her ahead of whatever's going to happen next. And I'm trying to be as cryptic as possible, but also trying to explain what I mean. And I no, think I you know you. what I mean. I know what you mean. Um, right. But I, I, I get what you're saying. I I don't know. Here's the thing. I'll just put it in uh, four words. I trust Ed Brubaker. So. Right. And, that, and that's what it comes down to at the end of the, end of the day. I trust Ed Brubaker. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good book. Yeah, I agree. if you're not reading I, Criminal, then you got something wrong with you. Exactly. I, I, all joking aside, not much more I can add than that. I agree. Right. So there is no Mutant Minute this week. Uh, James is, I think he came down with a bad case of the Hawksbox. Oh, that'll get you every time. I was itchy the other day, and I thought I had the Hawksbox. Yeah. I'm good well, now. Listen, I know I got a lot going on. I certainly know I don't have the Hawksbox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They have a shore away from the hawks bosses, hawks, hawks as possible. Do they have a shot for that now? Yeah. It's all the other books that I read. Oh, it's like you build up a tolerance with good stuff. Got you. That's right. Uh, but no, I don't know what the schedule is for a House of X or Powers of X. But I'm sure James will give me the Iggy to let me know yeah. uh, when to expect those. But uh, moving along, the poll post, of course, uh, every Tuesday around 5.30 Eastern Time or so, we put up the poll post, which is a link to a link to all the books that are coming out this week. Whether you get your books in print, whether you get them digitally, whether you get them sent to your home, be prepared, be be forewarned, be prepared. As I'm stumbling over my words, and I see I haven't updated a date on this in like three weeks, uh, know what's coming out. 
Uh, Todd and I attempt to guess what the other is most looking forward to coming out. Todd has a way, way far ahead of lead, lead over me with eight correct guesses. Excuse me. Uh, I don't know if I could catch back up, but I'm not going to stop trying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You try. Well, you go first. You start on the show. Oh, no, I meant you just keep trying. Don't give I up. Will. Don't don't ever surrender. Don't give up. Uh, I'm looking over your list, and is the book you're looking forward to most, Immortal Hulk 24? No. Is it Absolute Carnage, Immortal Hulk, number it one? It is Absolute Carnage, Immortal Hulk. Uh, I, like, I like Absolute Carnage. I like Immortal Hulk. You put them both together, and that's going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's there was a big thing that happened in Absolute Carnage, and uh, you know it directly involves the Hulk, and this is written by Al Ewing. Yes, you know we're getting two issues of Immortal Hulk this week. We are. We're getting all Ewinged up. And looking at your list, I have to ask: Thanos Infinity Ending is new material. Yes, it is all new material in hardcover format. Let's say that that's what you're most looking forward to coming out this week. It is, but I probably won't be reading it this week because uh, it's been uh, building up. There's a three hardcover story, and because they were like a year in between each, I've put them all off on the side. Do you know what I mean? So I have to read the first two hardcovers to read this. And with the con happening this weekend, I will not be reviewing this book next week. But did I get it right? Yes, you did get it right. Okay, that's all that matters. I'm just letting you know that we probably won't be discussing that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like not like when you go to not to say that Marvel has the best website around when it comes to cataloging things or showing you what things are or doing things or stuff. (laughs) It's not even on like the list of new releases this week. It's, I think it's actually under new collections, which, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's under new collections, which muddies the waters, right? Because it's Mm -hmm. new material. Oh, I tell you. Yep. You need to put me in charge of these websites. You are, you would be perfect. Yeah. So while you're over at longboxheroes.com, of course, be sure to check out all the other stuff that Todd and I have done together, whether it be past episodes of this show, past episodes of After Dark, and this week's was a banger, if I do say so myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, You could also check out the 2017 Smash Sensation Todd and Joe Have Issues. You can check out our T Public store, which has a bunch of designs based on and inspired by this very show, After Dark, the soon-to-be-named network itself, and At Oz with Wrestling. You could also purchase directly from us. This will probably what Todd has in his hands when you see him at New York Comic Con this week uh, would be the hats, or the hats, ugh, the shirts, the stickers, the pins of our fancy logo uh, as well. Uh, Mention the patron at the top of the show. Not going to beat you over the head with that, but you can certainly help us out by purchasing stuff, anything to your heart's content. Still plenty of time to get those Halloween costumes in through our Amazon click-through across the top of the page over at longboxheroes.com. They call it an advertising fee. I call it the reason once a month you see Todd send out a tweet that says, cha-ching. Yes, I do. Some of the notable purchases through the Amazon click-through this past week are Merrick Grain-Free Senior Dry Dog Food. For your dog. I I guess Merrick Grain is a good brand. I don't know. 
then the, the Mingees, M-I-N-G-Z, large baby travel tent. Hmm. It's a, a little canopy thing that you could put up for your baby. It for kind sure. of looks like, uh, you know, the things that you would keep bees in? Yes. Like what the, the beekeeper's mask is made out of, like that netting. Right, kind of like the AIM suit. Right, it looks like baby's first malaria tent, is what this oh. thing looks like. Hey, does your baby love camping? Well, we got the thing for you. Hey, do you pay a mortgage but want to pretend to be homeless for a weekend? <laughs> yep. Anyway, and uh, also someone purchased a Warner Brothers Justice League Baby Boys five-pack of uh, onesies. Mm, I'm gonna and it's dressed. your five... It's your five top tier uh, male uh, DC comic book characters. I that's that's for my four days at New York Comic Con, and I got a oh spare in case I spill food on myself. I was gonna say, did you sew them together like I would? <laughs> no, I I stretch them out, Joe, before I put them on. Elastic, huh? We'll see about that. That's right. One size fits all. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, luckily, my name's not all. Let's go. That's right. All right, but thank you, everyone, for your purchases through the Amazon click-through. Thank you for your patronage, if you're a Patreon subscriber. Todd, did we have any art attacks this week? One just slid into my ats, Joe, as we're recording. Oh, yeah, look at that. That's beautiful timing. Uh, Roomba just sent in. He found this in a random box of comics my friend gave me. Original art from from Famous Ed, former member of Building 19 Advertising Team. And it's a... uh, it's a sketch cover of the Chewbacca comic, and it's Chewbacca getting some of his pelt shaved off by Boba Fett because he collects Wookiee pelts, and that's actually a funny little like uh, comic there. I do like that. That's funny. So looks looks good. Glad you found that. You know, you should put that in a little frame, hang it up. People will admire that. All right. Thank you very much, Fred, and thanks for getting that in under the wire here. Got to make sure I retweet that out. That's my job as well. We say if you tweet at us with uh, any sort of comic book. I, did I say Fred? You're saying no. It's the uh, Roomba who sent that Roomba, out. Yeah, yeah Roomba. I don't know why, why, where I heard Fred from. Hi, Fred. I said, I said Roomba. Okay. Oh, you know what? You said Ed Smith. I heard Fred in there. I got you. That makes sense. Right, right. No, Roomba's a good follow on Twitter. I like, uh, I like him. He's good. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. Longtime fan of the show. So thank you very much for contributing something. And hey, if you tweet at Todd's Art Attack, uh, we will uh, tweet your stuff out and share it with the rest of the world. Any cool art that you've done yourself, uh, purchased, had commissioned, uh, pages, anything, we like to share uh, comic book stuff with the rest of the world. That's what this podcast is about. That's right. Sculpt a statue. I'll retweet it. Yes. Oh, there you go. I like that. So I guess that's all for this week, huh? Yeah, we got no shows to talk mm-hmm. about, so... Next week, we might have Batwoman. Right. Maybe we might roll Batwoman into, like, Flash the following week, but we'll see how the weekend goes. Right. Um, I don't think I don't think you're getting, a, or me, are getting to see the Joker, so we won't be doing no, that. No, 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 I'm not getting to see the Joker, unfortunately. <laughs> so, I guess that is it. All right, everybody, closing out episode 470... Of Longbox Heroes for Todd. This is Joe saying thanks for listening, and we'll see you all here next week. Remember, be a faucet, not a drain. Boop!
You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Network.